in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. I mean, he's old. Just kidding. He's not. He's he's very young. (laughs) Take that out, Subby. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Are you ready? Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 31. Oh, I think this might be a fucking hot mess. This is me trying to record a podcast on a Friday when all of the children are awake. We are prepping for camper living right now. This week, we are going to continue our discussion of what a female-led relationship is not or misconceptions of what people think a female-led relationship is or entails. But first, let's address some housekeeping. Number one. OnlyFans, I am publishing some erotic stories for sale on my OnlyFans page. If you are interested in purchasing an erotic audio, you can hit up my OnlyFans and check them out. There are previews of the audio before it is released for sale, so you can see if it's something that trips your trigger or makes you want to buy it. I appreciate any support, and if it's not for you, that's totally cool too. Uh, Number two, thank you to all my patrons. I really do love chatting with you all. And it it doesn't even have to be frequently, just the messages that I get checking in or, you know, hey, I just have a quick question, whatever. I just like the interactions with all of you and I genuinely appreciate your support so very much. So I just wanted to give all my patrons a shout out. I appreciate each and every one of you. Number three. We will have an episode coming up where my subby is with me and we are going to do kind of a campground kickoff. So stay tuned. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in housekeeping. 
So I just wanted to make sure you don't miss out. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to answer some questions about our activities at the campground. So if anybody has any questions about what happens at the campground or how things are, anything like that, or just general questions about the campground or what we do at the campground, hit me up. I would love to answer your questions. And I think that wraps up housekeeping. Let's talk about what people think a female-led relationship is. Number one, be submissive in the relationship. In my case, the man is not an unpaid servant to me. He gets paid in other ways. Just kidding. Not kidding. That's not what the dynamic is about. And while it may appear that way from the outside, it isn't. I mean, it could be a master slave or it, you could you could enjoy being called a servant. However, that's not how the dynamic works. And while I know it probably appears that way to people, my submissive chooses to live this lifestyle and he enjoys doing things for me. So it's not, he's not being tortured to do things. He's doing it out of his own free will. This is something that he brought to me and that he enjoys and I enjoy it as well. Number two, and I covered this a little bit in the last episode, uh, part one. It depends on your dynamic. Sometimes the submissive does lose all access to cash and assets, except for maybe an allowance. Now, again, the submissive is choosing to be in this dynamic, so it's not a punishment or, and, and maybe it is, it sure could be a punishment if your submissive fucks up and does something wrong. That could be your punishment. You lose your allowance. Now we do the allowance thing every now and then. It's a little hard because if my subby needs supplies for work or whatever, he has to have access to the bank account. If he needs gas, whatever the case may be, he has to have access. He does a fuck ton of driving. So we don't really do much of the allowance thing. Uh, he just had, I mean, he has a bank card. That's all there is to it. But he's really good about texting me and asking me if he can purchase something. Uh, we have our boundaries set up and he knows what's okay and what's not okay. And he's a good boy. But every FLR is different. And maybe the submissive chooses to have that accessibility to funds taken away. Maybe he prefers to only have and I'm doing this based on a female-led relationship. So obviously the submissive is going to be a he. But maybe he chooses that. Maybe he understands that he can't be responsible with money and chooses to let his dominant control it. Or maybe he just doesn't want the responsibility of controlling the money. So he hands it on over to the dominant. You really have to know the dynamics of the relationship before you jump to assumptions. And you never know. The allowance could be more than fair. Or if Subby does something wrong, it could be less than fair. It just depends. Number three. Ooh, we're back to being forced to do oral even if it repulses him. Again, are there men out there that don't enjoy oral sex? I mean, I'm sure there are. And do they fail to admit it because they don't want to be called names or judged because they don't like eating pussy? I mean, these are the questions that I have. It's very intriguing to me. 
Or maybe, like I said, I live in my own little bubble. In any relationship, you should not be forced to do any sort of sexual activity that is not enjoyable to you. There's a key word and it's called consent. Now, if your boundaries allow for you to, if you and your partner have sat down, discussed your boundaries, and your boundaries allow for you to be pushed or I don't, I don't know if I don't like the word force, but if your boundaries, you know, you've sat down and talked about it and your boundaries are acceptable and she can force you to eat pussy and you don't like it, maybe it's a punishment. But I know for my dynamic specifically, there is no sexual activity that I would ever force my subby to do if he didn't like it. And like I said last episode, there's been times where I've sat on his face and that isn't a punishment for him. He quite enjoys it. Okay, number four. Subby is being forced to shave pubic hairs or genital area and forced in chastity and orgasms are restricted. I firmly believe that chastity does not have to be part of a female-led relationship. They are two separate dynamics. There could be people out there that are practicing chastity that don't live a female-led relationship. I mean, there's people that practice chastity alone. So the two just don't go, I mean, they don't have to go hand in hand. In our instance, I very much enjoy the chastity and it very well fits into our dynamic. Again, you can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do. You have to have consent. As far as orgasm restriction, I mean, obviously I restrict his orgasms or control them. Sometimes I ruin them, but that's our dynamic. You do what you want for your female-led relationship. Number five, no final say on decisions is a common misconception about a female-led relationship, I think. I've said this before. If there is a major purchase or something that we're looking at doing that is a big financial purchase, or if it's a big life change, like, I didn't just say to my subby, we're moving into a fucking camper, so pack your shit, let's go. That's a life-changing decision, and he obviously played a key part in it. At the end of the day, my subby is my partner. I do have the final say in decisions, but for example, the moving into a camper thing. This is something that we sat down and talked about on the same level for a significant amount of time because there are so many things that have to be worked out. You know, what do we do about kids? What do we do about this? What do we do about that? Are we going to buy land? Are we just going to travel? What are we going to I mean, there's so many different things that we have talked about. Now, we visit hypothetical land regularly, and he speaks freely about what he wants or what he would enjoy or things like that on all aspects, not just our living arrangements. And we communicate about them. Again, I generally have the final say, but my subby and I are usually on the same page, so it's not an issue. A female-led relationship is not locking your subby in a cage like a real cage, not a chastity cage, and taking away all of his rights. There, you have to form it. It has to be your own. Everybody's female-led relationship looks different. There are much more 
hardcore female-led relationships than what I even live or what any, I mean, there's so many variations of it. And at the end of the day, you have to decide what's right for you. But I really, truly believe that the decisions should be obviously discussed and whether the dominant has the final say or not, she should hear what her submissive has to say on the matter. And that maybe more so goes for life-changing decisions or big financial purpose purchases, whatever the case may be. And who am I to fucking tell you how to live your FLR? I mean, do whatever makes you happy. But I think these misconceptions about a female-led relationship maybe come from the people who are living the more hardcore female-led relationships. And again, like I said yesterday, the more BDSM style relationships. And if that works for them, amazing. Live your best life. So my subby absolutely does have the final say on some decisions. Well, not the final say. Maybe that one is accurate. Number six. Only my happiness matters and my stubbies doesn't. That is entirely not true. I very much care about my subbies' happiness and I do my best to keep him happy and well taken care of. If you are in a female-led relationship, you are here for a reason. The subby is choosing or the submissive is choosing this lifestyle. It is not being forced upon him. He is not being held against his will. I just, it's such a, I was just going to say something mean and I'm not going to. If you're in a female-led relationship and you are unhappy, it's time to reevaluate. Is this female-led relationship something you should be in? Do things need to be switched up a little bit? Do boundaries need to be reset? If you are unhappy in your female-led relationship or you don't feel like it's working, either person, dominant or submissive, it's time to reevaluate your female-led relationship. Switch it up a little bit or maybe stop living that lifestyle and choose something different. You don't want to live your life in a relationship, female-led or not, that you are not happy in. Everybody deserves to be happy. So if this dynamic doesn't work for you, don't do it anymore. I don't think anybody's happiness should be taken away to live a certain lifestyle. Number seven, we are back to choosing friends or me saying my subby can't have certain friends because I don't like them. Here's where I'm at with that. And again, this is very similar to what I talked about in part one, but a little bit different. So I, as usual, sound kind of like a broken record, but here we go. I would never choose my subby's friends. I have full access to his phone, to all social medias, to emails, to all of that. I've said that. I I said that last time too. I will say that if my subby is talking to somebody that I'm not comfortable with him talking to, male or female, I I will discuss it with him and say, I would really prefer if you didn't talk to that person anymore. And here's why. I mean, I'm not going to just do it just to do it. There has to be a reason. And I told a story on the last episode about a chick that was all drama and trying to start shit between us. And here's the thing about my subby. He is a problem solver. He wants to help. He wants to help 
everybody have a better life or help make their life easier. He's just a problem solver by nature. And I think he has a soft spot for single moms or women who are struggling because by and large, he has the utmost respect for females and he just wants to help. He wants to help make, I mean, he would be a a submissive to all the women in the world if, you know, if I, if I wasn't in the picture. I mean, obviously he is my subby and whatever, but he has a big heart and he wants to help people and he's constantly trying to solve everybody's problems. So I think sometimes he can extend himself a little thin or offer help that he maybe can't follow through with just because of time restrictions. There have been times where I have said, I would prefer you don't talk to this person because I feel like they're using you or this is not a healthy friendship or whatever. At the end of the day, he's usually on the same page and sees what I'm saying, or maybe he doesn't. He just chooses to be submissive to me and gets rid of that person out of his life because at the end of the day, he's always going to choose me over everybody else. You know what I mean? Like I know that I'm his priority. So like his main goal is to make me happy. And if I'm not happy, he's going to do whatever it takes to make me happy. I know him well enough to know when there's a relationship that he genuinely cares about. But again, we don't really have that many close friends or we don't have that many friends and the ones we do have, we're very close with. So, and maybe that will change with this podcast because I have met some amazing people. I have far more friends since starting this podcast than prior to the podcast. I have met some amazing people and I hope these are friendships that last a lifetime. I really enjoy the people that I've come in contact with since starting this podcast. But at the end of the day, again, it's it's all about, I mean, it's me and my subby. So if there's somebody he's interacting with that I'm not comfortable with, we'll talk about it. Chances are we're on the same page and that contact will stop. I don't know if that answered the question or just makes me sound like a jealous wife, which I pretty much am. So there's that. I would think in a female-led relationship, if the dominant is requesting the removal of a friendship, there is a good reason. Jealousy maybe isn't the best reason because... And again, I am very jealous of my subby. Like he's mine. I don't want to share, but that's more of a sexual aspect. And if I genuinely care about the person that he's maybe going to be with, that might be a different story. And that might also be a whole different episode. However, things are always open to change because our relationship is constantly evolving. Nothing is really 100% off the table. But I do know that I have a jealousy issue. I'm very jealous of him. Like he's mine. And I think that's just because of how well he treats me. And I mean, I'm not searching through his phone. Number seven. When I heard this one, it was absolutely ridiculous. So there is a misconception that female-led relationships, the subby is forced to keep a journal that she gets to read at any time, but does not reciprocate. First of all, for my dynamic, my husband doesn't have time to write a fucking journal. I mean, he's lucky he has enough hours in the day and he doesn't have enough hours in the day to get all the things done that he's trying to get done. Interestingly enough, journaling is supposed to be very good for your mental health. I have never really done it. Maybe once a long time ago, puberty's a fucker. It would be interesting 
I think, though, if we were going to write journals, they would be our private journals like the other person shouldn't read them. This sh- a journal should be a safe space where you can just let your thoughts out. Uh, maybe you're having a bad day and you just need to write something down. It should be allowed to be kept private. I mean, every human being is entitled to some privacy. And I think writing a journal or having a journal where you can just empty out what's going on as kind of a release. Even if, you know, I've heard this forever. If there's a person that you have a problem with or something that you're holding on to that you can't let go of, write that person a letter or write down what that thing is that you can't let go of. Write it down and then burn it. It's like a release. You can let it go and move on. Same thing with a journal. I mean, our relationship isn't perfect. We have days, I'm sure there's days where I irritate him. I can't imagine there's not. Which I guess that's dumb because there aren't really days. I mean, the only thing that really irritates, no, not even that. There really isn't anything about him that irritates me. But, you know, if he's got something that's frustrating him that he doesn't really want to talk about, maybe he could write it down. The journaling isn't a terrible idea. However, I've never heard of a female-led relationship where the submissive is required to journal and the dominant gets to read it, but she doesn't reciprocate. That's an interesting one. That's a new one for me. All of that being said as well, you know, back to the friends and things like that on social media can be a real fucker these days. Like me being a jealous person, I don't care if my subby talks to other women specifically because I know if I was to read what he was saying or if I was to read the messages, which I have absolute access to, there's nothing that he would say or do that would bother me. And he knows what my limits are. He knows that I am jealous and that, you know, he's mine and whatever. It's such a fine line. And maybe we need to do an episode about this with my subby. Number eight. Only being allowed to wear what I approve of. Subby having no say over his wardrobe. I don't know about this one. I mean, I do control what he wears. He doesn't wear something if I don't like it. And he asks for that. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't fucking care what he wears. He's pretty neutral. I choose what he wears so he doesn't look like a dork. I mean, and he listen. On that note, he has better fashion sense or color coordinated than I am. I'm constantly asking him, does this look okay together or does it look weird? I mean, I tell him what to wear, but he's got a good eye for what looks okay. And if even if this is true of an FLR, who the fuck cares? Like, do men really care that much about what they wear? Men, tell me, do you guys care that much what you wear? Is it a big deal? I mean, some men do. I mean, some men are very fashionable. I guess I just didn't think men cared that much. So this one might actually be kind of true. I do. I mean, I pretty much dress him. Hmm. Interesting realization. Number nine. Oh, here we are back with the bowing down and worshiping. This is interesting to me. I mean... If that's part of your dynamic, fucking do it. I mean, who doesn't want? And this is interesting because if you listen to the first episode as opposed to this one, I mean, my husband being on his knees in front of me, there's something very much a turn on about that. 
Now, do I want him to bow down and raise his hands and bow down again? Fuck no, I don't think. He's never really done that. Maybe we should give it a try. If that is something that fits into your dynamic, fucking do it. It's not hurting anyone. And my subby does worship me. I like it. He enjoys it. He's happy. I'm happy. I mean, I'm not his almighty, all-being God by any means. He can have faith outside of worshiping me. I just like him to worship me mainly with his hands, sometimes his tongue, whatever. Number 10. The submissive is forced to fix habits that the dominant does not like, but the dominant is not required to change any of her bad habits, no matter how bad they are. I mean, to some extent, this is maybe a little bit true. I smoke and sometimes I vape. I'm trying to quit both. I have smoked since I was probably 13, stopping off and on over the years. It's an addiction that I just can't seem to kick. Does my subby like it? Mm, Not so much. He finds the action of smoking very attractive. He very much likes it. Everything else about the smoking, mm -mm. he doesn't like any of it. He doesn't like the smell, the money we spend on the cigarette, or, you know, the money that it costs to buy cigarettes, all of that. Vaping is significantly cheaper. However, it does not agree with me. I'm trying very hard to quit both, and they have been for quite some time. He isn't forcing me. He is supportive. Are there things that I, that he does, habits that he has that I try to get him to break? I don't know that he really has anything that I don't like. I mean, like in the winter and with hard water, his skin is really dry and he will fucking itch his skin till it bleeds sometimes, like on his back or on his face. I don't criticize him for that. I don't think. Maybe I do. He might say something different. But I do, and again, this is where our female-led relationship is kind of funny because every night before bed, he lays down across the bed and I put lotion on his back to help him get rid of the dry skin. I mean, obviously he can't reach his back. And then he also gets a little bit of a massage. It's kind of like payback though for the little foot massage that I get, you know? I think in any relationship, you try to be the best you, female-led or not. So if you have a bad habit or a habit that your partner doesn't like, if it's something that really doesn't bring you joy, why do it? I mean, like smoking, yes, sometimes it does bring me joy, significant joy. There's something to be said about sitting on the deck of the camper with my Celsius or a hot cup of coffee and having that first cigarette of the day. I just really, really enjoy it. And I don't even know if it's the nicotine or the action of it. And I've never really been a heavy smoker anyway. So, I mean, maybe five or 10 a day. So I think there is, I don't even know where I was going with that. Now you all know how much I smoke. You're welcome. If there's a habit that you're doing that really doesn't necessarily bring you joy and your partner doesn't like it, why not just quit? Again, female-led relationship or not. If it's a bad habit, especially. Now, 
I mean, I'm assuming it's a bad habit. It maybe isn't. Maybe it's just a habit that she doesn't like, like eating sunflower seeds on the couch and spitting them in a cup. Maybe that grosses your partner out. Don't do it. Ooh, this next one, number 11. Let's talk about this one. The submissive loses the ability to be a real man. I think submissive men are more manly and more real men than most men out there. It takes a strong man, and I say this too all the time, broken record, here we go. I think submissive men are extremely strong. I think my submissive is the strongest man I've probably ever met. He is the hardest fucking worker I have ever known. That man will bust his balls for his family and his wife. Bust his balls. I'm not even kidding you. There has been times where I have not seen this man for two days straight because he is literally working. Now, that hasn't happened often because it's not good for him. There has been days where he has been gone. I have not seen him for over 24 hours, coming up on 48 hours because he is working straight through, taking breaks to eat, maybe taking a 20-minute nap in his truck. He is the hardest worker. I couldn't fucking do it. I've worked with him one time. Well, I've worked with him more than one time, but every time I've worked with him, which has been maybe five times, my body is so fucking sore. I want to cry the next morning when I get up. He is a hardworking man. He is a strong man. I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that by, that by being submissive, you are less than a, less of a man. I think that's absolute bullshit. Submissives, male or female, are strong. They have to be. And that's my stance on that. That one pisses me off a little bit because... Submissive men are more of a real man than most men out there. And I appreciate you all. Number 12. We kind of covered this one too about the losing control over what we watch on TV. I mean, really, how petty is this? Who gives a fuck? I mean, is there really something that you enjoy so much on TV that it would ruin your whole day if you couldn't watch it? that night. And I mean, being a dominant, taking away my subbies fucking TV privileges is not even something that has ever crossed my mind ever. If I'm going to punish him, I'm going to take away something way better than the TV. And we don't even watch much TV. Like I said, YouTube camping shit. I mean, that's what we watch for the most part. Well, when the kids are up, but I mean, and even if a dominant did want to take away their submissive TV privileges, so be it. She's the dominant. But again, this is not every female-led relationship. Everyone is different. And maybe the submissive, that's their punishment. And it works and it's effective. So good for you. Use that punishment. You have to figure out what works for your dynamic. Use it. Go with it. Again, everybody has their boundaries. Another thing that keeps coming up or getting brought to my attention is being dominant shouldn't feel like work. My dominance in my relationship doesn't feel like work. It just flows. It just works. 
one of the main comments I get a lot is, I don't want to feel like I have another kid. You know, I have enough going on in my life and I don't want to add this to it. And I get that. Holy fuck, do I get that? Because I know how I am as a woman and all of the things I have going on and the response, you know, the the house and the kids and making sure kids are where they're supposed to be and making sure bills are paid and all these things. I totally understand not wanting the extra. If you have a submissive that's truly submissive and there will be bumps in the road in the beginning, but they just know what they need to do and they just do it. It shouldn't really require anything from you. And you can sit down and have your little meeting or your little get together once a week to touch base, check on emotions, see where things are at and go over guidelines then. Hey, this is what I need you to get done this week. Or, hey, this is your chores for the week or whatever the case may be. It should flow very smoothly. And in honesty, you should have five to 10 minutes, whether you're a female-led relationship or not, once a week where you just check in with each other and focus on each other, because I think that gets lost sometimes in everyday busyness. If you're going to enter into a female-led relationship, you kind of have to put your tough skin on if you are going to tell people that this is the dynamic that you live in. Because you are going to get kicked back. And I think the biggest reason there is so much stigma attached to a female-led relationship is one, people don't understand. Or two, people are unhappy in their own lives and have to criticize yours. Or three, they're extremely jealous of the life you're living, so they want it to look terrible to everyone else. I mean, hurt people hurt people. I say that all the time. This is an amazing dynamic. I love, love the life I live. And I've created exactly what I want my FLR to look like. And it will continue to evolve. Things will change. Life will change. We will age. Our interests may change. We will keep evolving. At the end of the day, my submissive wants to submit to me. And as long as he's happy doing that, I don't see any reason to change it. So I think that concludes this episode. If anyone has any questions, if you would like to ask me a question or talk about your dynamic or talk about getting into your dynamic with your partner, whatever, if you just want to chat, all my contact info is in the show notes. If you Google my name, I'm everywhere. Thank you, Subby. I would love to chat with anybody. I really enjoy chatting with each and every one of you that does reach out. So, and I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to reach out to me. Have a fantastic week. Take care, stay healthy, hopefully stay warm, and we will chat soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page, My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, 
If you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.